celebrating female role models across our community, live from Geelong Grammar School in Melbourne, Australia. You're listening to Be Like Her Live on GGS Live. Welcome everyone, live from Geelong Grammar School in Melbourne, Australia. You're listening to Be Like Her Live on GGS Live. My name is Ollie and my co-hosts today are Chloe and Cindy. Hi. Our special guest today is Sandra Brogdon. Hello, Sarah. How are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? That's good. So describe your work around the Indigenous program at GGS. Can you describe it? Yep. So so this year my work has been um, student-facing. So I have been supporting the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander students that come down from from different parts of the country to board at the school. Um, I also – that's one part of my work. The, the, the other part of my work is that I'm, I'm working sort of across lots of different areas, making sure that, um, you know, Aboriginal perspectives are incorporated into what teachers teach. So today, for instance, I was in Turak and I worked across different year levels with teachers and with, with students around how Aboriginal people use science um, and, how, and, and some stuff around sustainability and how Aboriginal practice um, work towards sustainability and so for, you know, over 60,000 years they lived and, and worked within that and used the, used the country. That's incredible. Hmm. How many years have you been the school's Indigenous coordinator? So, uh, well, only this year is is the first oh, wow. time that I've been wow. in this job. But prior to that, I was called the Indi- the consultant to Indigenous education at the school. Mm-hmm. So I worked on a part time basis yep. um, at at the school. And you were a part of the Off Country documentary. What was that like? So, yeah, I was a part of the Off Country documentary and that was to look at – so so that movie was da- – or that documentary was to look at um, sort of, I guess, the impact that Geelong Grammar School could have on Aboriginal um, – within Ab- on Aboriginal children and within Aboriginal community for, for those kids who are fortunate enough to come down here on scholarship um, and – so um, yeah, so we just and and I think it, look, it was filmed during COVID. Yep. And I think after watching the film a couple of times, I sort of thought, well, it was actually not a bad thing that it was filmed during COVID because we got to see a lot more of the Aboriginal of the the places that these Aboriginal students are coming mm. from, and you know the communities and the connection that they have to that country yep. and what we are sort of you know taking them away from to bring them to bring them to here had you previously worked in any other schools so previously I've done a fair bit of work in Aboriginal with Aboriginal um, students. Um, so I, I first started off as a teacher in the 80s um, and then working in different schools. Um, but I've worked across a variety of different schools in my role, consultancy roles around the place. Mm-hmm. So your um, consult, Indigenous consultancy, is that a standard job in most schools? Um, no. No, yeah. it's not really. Um, there are there are um, lots of schools have different um, sort of um, roles for Aboriginal people, but maybe they're not a. I, I guess they're they're probably you know just so the people are not doing sort of as much change. They're not working with leadership as much. They're not sort of having a, a, an impact on the way the change within the culture of the school. And I'm and I hope 
that that's the sort of stuff that, you know, we've been able to get by having um, someone work in that position through, through, through the schools mm. or through the campuses. Did you see yourself doing this as a job or like did you see yourself doing something else? Did you have a dream job or something that you wanted to aspire to or was this like always the plan? So when I first left school and I went off to uni and I went and then after I left uni I went to teach in a school um, and I, I taught for a number of years and then I went and um, and did some other work in, in unis because at the time that I became a teacher, there weren't a lot of Aboriginal people in that in that space. Um, and so, you know, I I sort of could see what was what was missing for Aboriginal students in schools. Um, and so I wanted to have a little bit of a um, a bit of an impact on on that on that area, so I chose to go down that path. I chose to um, be involved in programs and in positions that might um, have some have some um, ch- might be able to sort of make change um, and make places better places for Aboriginal students to thrive. Um, because I really believe that it's not about making the child change, but more about making the institution that we are in change. So having some influence on changing the institution rather than changing the child. You definitely had an impact on GGS. And Wilson, um, Ollie? Um, if you don't mind us asking, where did you grow up and how is it different to the current time? So I grew up in Western Australia. In um, so in a small, a little small country town um, initially, where I was in primary school, and then when I moved into secondary school, um, our, my family moved to a bigger, a bigger centre. So in Albany, in Western Australia, um, and um, so it was very different because the opportunities that we have now for um, for kids in schools and the range of different sort of opportunities, we would never have sort of even thought that they would exist like you know when I was at school we used a um well when I first went teaching um I, I taught in an Aboriginal community outside of Kalgoorlie and they had phones that you had to wind up to ring out wind one way wind another way and wind another way back to ring up and make and go through an operator to talk to an operator to get to connect you to a phone um that wasn't that was sort of just because we were so remote, we were right out in the bush um, and, uh, yeah, but in my home I had one that, you know, you could put your finger in a hole and turn around to, to <laughs> dial the number nine. Mm. So. What about um, – you said before about supporting Indigenous students here and um, specifically what do you help them with or what problems do you see that they have? So like all students, I think there's a, there's a component of homesickness um, but there's also like the gap, I, I guess my role here is to sort of try to bridge the gap a little bit between home and, um, and school and this space. This space is so big. So for, a, so for, you know, a student coming from a small community like Robinvale, um, you know, they're coming down here, they might have 
90 kids in their or 100 kids in their whole school, whereas in year seven, that here there are there are a whole lot. Um, you know, there's more kids in their year level than there is in their whole school. There within their communities, they might know just about everybody around, and you know they they can they are so familiar with their space. But here, it's just such a such a different different space. So it's about being able to help them navigate, I think, mm-hmm. through um, navigate comfortably through the space that they that they find themselves in. So you were talking about how you help the students navigate their um, way through GGS and help them. But sometimes I know it must be very daunting to people coming here. And how could they get like help? And like sometimes it's really scary for them. And what's sometimes I know they go home. And what's the situation with that? How does it work? So I think that, well, I think it's more than me or more than our program that sort of helps them. It's more about like the whole everybody having some responsibility in that area. So it's more about, um, you know, whilst I can be a support like um, on a one-to-one level, um, I guess the issues around kids fitting in and kids fitting in any kid fitting in has got to be around sort of how we support them, how, you know, our heads of house and the people who work in our house support, houses support any child, but particularly the Aboriginal children. So how we support their mental health, how we support all that sort of stuff. So everybody in this space needs to be all sort of working along and, you know, Sing, you know, singing along from the same songbook. They need to be all sort of looking at, well, how do we change our practice? Because if we are saying Aboriginal kids come into our school, then we need to also be saying we need to be able to change the way we do things to be able to support that. And we need to be able to, we all need to be able to learn a little bit about where these kids come from. So that's why Off Country was great because we could look at, you know, where where those kids in that in that movie came from, what, you know, or one of the one of the grandmas was saying, well she'd never ever learned to read and write. So she really thought it was really important for her kids to go off, her grandkids to go off and be able to do that because they are able to take these opportunities now. Yeah. So so it's not so it, it so it can't be just one person or or one team of people doing that. It's got to be everybody. Everybody in the whole school doing yeah. that. Is your job at this campus the same on all the other campuses? So no, not really because all the other campuses don't have Aboriginal students on them. Um, oh. It's only here and um, Timbertop. So, but, so on all the other campuses it is a little bit different. So it's looking at like the Reconciliation Action Plan yep. and how each campus has been able to implement stuff out of that or, you know, um, and it's looking at how teachers are making sure that they're teaching an Aboriginal perspective because that's not just for our Aboriginal kids, that's for every kid in the school um, to learn about, you know, how Ab- to uh, learn about this country, the history of the country and the culture of the people that we're here in this country. So, yeah, so making sure that, you know, we've got all that sort of stuff available for all kids. If you are just tuning in, you're listening to Be Like Her Live on TGS Live, live from Geelong Grammar School in Melbourne. My name is Ollie and my co-hosts today are Chloe and Cindy, and our special guest today is Sandra Brogdon. 
So um, you've you've gone very far in your field, and you're obviously very passionate about what you do. So, what do you think are some of the things, like your virtues, that's helped you over the course of your life? Yeah. So um, you know, I think that I think that um, respect and relationship building are things that are really important in this space. Um, I think that um, that. Um, sort of truth telling, talking, you know, having that conversation, building relationships um, are, are really important. And I think that, you know, the fact that like the whole thing about we are one, we are one, we are one community and we all need to be working along the same path for this, for any, for all of this sort of stuff to change. When you were younger, did you ever see yourself being in a job like this? Um, when I was younger, yeah, pro- well, probably I always thought that I could do something. I'm not sure that I knew what it was that I could do, but I thought that I could that I could do something. Um, and I think that, um, yeah, you know, I've just that it, I've just sort of walked into this space. And you know, probably even ten years ago, I probably wouldn't have thought that I would be necessarily doing doing this sort of stuff. I knew I wanted to make a change and make some impact in some sort of way, but I didn't really know what that might look like. Um, I've got another question. Did you ever face any controversy about what you were doing? Because it must have been something hard to pursue and get people to, well, join along with if change, if they were not so comfortable with change. Yep. And do you know what? I think we face that every day. I think that, you know, in if you if you really had a had a good heart, good look at um, even within this school, you would find there are people who don't believe that Aboriginal children should be here on scholarship. There are people who don't believe that you know we need to be teaching the the history of of um, of Australia and that sort of stuff, but you have to you have to be able to work with those people who do. You know, you you got to be able to start with the the people who sort of think the same, believe the same, and really want to make change. Because if you start with those who don't, you'll always come up against um, you'll always come up against sort of resistance, and so nothing will change. But if you build that groundswell of people who really want to do it, at some point. The others have got to jump on and yep. push change yep. and convince the people who want to work change, with the people who want to want change, change yep. and it will mm. slowly convince the others. Yep, yep. Because we could spend our whole time fighting against that resistance, but in the end, you you don't get very far. Yep. But if you work with those people who want to who want to make change, then yeah, you will you'll sort of get that a whole lot quicker. Thank you so much, Sandra. That's all we have time for today. It's been a great pleasure talking to you. Live from Geelong Grammar School in Melbourne, Australia, you've been listening to Be Like Her Live on DGS Live. My name is Ollie and my co-hosts today were Chloe and Cindy. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you found the information today useful. Until next time, have a great day. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Celebrating female role models across our community, live from Geelong Grammar School in Melbourne, Australia. You're listening to Be Like Her Live on TGS Live.